1: on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: baby, I wasn't expecting that, a little hint of peach. It's an iced tea type of day. What's up, everybody? Nuana's now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thank you so much for being with us here today on your Friday. It's red hot. Jack Weatherman told me, in the triple digits, each of the next three days, the highest summer is here fitting because football season right around the corner. University of Montana, Montana State, open up fall camp next Friday. Look at this. The illustrious return of Rajim Seabrook. He's riding shotgun with me here on your
1: Friday. Greetings. Uh, when does the Sentinel start fall camp? We, Buddy, we started seven on sevens, on sevens nice. last week. The upperclassmen were at border league camps representing the great state of Montana, whipping up on them Idaho boys across that border league. So it's already in full swing. We had our future Spartans camp this week. We get uh, two weeks off and then right back to the grind trying to get three rings in four years. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get to
0: some of the biggest question marks and best and worst case scenarios for those teams right in our immediate backyard as well as around the state of Montana. Cannot wait to talk football pretty much for the duration of this show. So let's get to it because we have a lot to get to. We're going to talk biggest question marks about both the Grizz and the Bobcats plus the Big Sky Conference. Missoula Sentinel, the defending class AA state champions two times over. And class AA in general, just just some of the things we're thinking about. General conversation about football uh, in this general area and also in the wide world of football as well. We're also going to talk some soccer. Andrew Houghton, Soccer and Snow and Smoke is the podcast name. A little crossover this week because he did some soccer interviews that are actually for our Senior Spotlight series. And uh, we'll also replay them on the uh, Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. So uh, another senior spotlight coming up with with, uh, one of the best football players. uh, That's soccer style uh, in the state of Montana. We will also talk some NFL. We got some NFL over-unders for win totals this season. We are just going to take a guess at what we think the over-under win total for a bunch of respective teams are. Then we'll look it up with what does Vegas actually have it at. I actually haven't peeked at this yet. I'm actually unsure if Vegas does have lines, so if they don't, Ours is just going to be our predictions, and then we'll check back with what the uh, the, uh, the sports book has the over-under odds at. Uh, but we'll do NFL over-under win uh, totals for uh, pretty much – we're just going to go rapid fire. We're going to try to get all the way across the NFL. Knowing us, we'll probably get about one-third done, but it'll give us a lot to talk about between now uh, and that first weekend of September when football returns. And also, I mentioned it the other day, but I got, I got beef. Bill Simmons uh, – big influence of mine, guy that I look up to a lot. We've modeled a lot of what we've done at skyline sports, mt.com after bill Simmons's, um, his, uh, pursuits of grantland.com com, and, and now as, uh, the ringer with the ringer podcast network, as well as all their great writings there. But, and I should say not, but, and one of the best pieces of content bill Simmons puts out each year is his NBA trade value, uh, column podcast. And, uh, I, I got beef, though, because I think it's pretty good, but I think he's got a couple superstars that you'd be crazy to not trade. Basically, my premise is, like, for example, he's got Damian Lillard and LeBron James in the 30s, and he's got guys that are rookies ahead of those guys. I get the premise. Those guys have a lot more NBA life left to play. I still think you're crazy if you think that the, the Chicago Bulls, if the— if, the Lakers offered LeBron James for Zach Levine. The Bulls couldn't say yes fast enough. You can, I get that Levine has so many more years left to play. I can almost promise you, Zach Levine's a good player. He's never going to be as good as LeBron James. There's not one second nope. in the world that he's going to be as good nope. as LeBron James. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that, though, a little bit later on uh, in the show. There you go. It's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team, official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all questions you might have. Uh, in the real estate world, give Brent and his team a call today. You can always listen to Nuanas Now live online on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Or you can always stream the show on the ESPN Montana app. Go get the ESPN Montana app. Great way to follow along to this show live and or archived. And because it's a Friday, the return of Friday Pie Day. We haven't had a Friday show in a little while. Regime has not kicked it with us on a Friday in a list, a little—I mean, probably over a month for sure. I don't think you've had a, You've had Got a, people getting married. I know, man. I'm working.
1: Football for sure, dadding, Camping. Everything that ends in ing.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, it's good to have you back in here. But we haven't had a Friday show together in a while. We mm-hmm. haven't had a Friday show period. So twofold: one, Friday Pie Day, presented by Front Street Pizza. About 5:15, we will have a chance for you to win uh, a large pizza, courtesy of Front Street. So stay tuned for that. Also. It's a Florence Coffee Company Friday, except for, unfortunately, I don't know if this is because of the heat or because they have something going on over there. I'm not even going to speculate because they are a great supporter of ours. But just a public service announcement, the Florence Coffee Company kiosk on Palmer Street is closed. I went there today to get us some iced copies right before the show. And uh, they were they weren't opens. But the good news for you is there's dozens of Florence Coffee Company kiosks around the state. There's more than a dozen in Missoula alone. So there's one close by. It's a Friday. You can stay up late. But in its replacement, we're going to drink some peach iced tea. I didn't know there was a peach hint to
1: it when I first You could smell it. it as soon as you walk into the studio. Yeah. One reason why uh, coffee huts are closed, it's too hot. I was thinking that I mean, when
0: my thing says 101 on the car, I was like, man, it would probably be pretty brutal to be in there.
1: Well, that and you got to realize that they're, you know, nine times out of 10, they're double sided. And then the the cars are just giving off crazy heat. For sure. While you're trying to get your ice beverage. And the equipment. And, and the equipment, gets hot, yeah, steam. man. Yeah, yeah, man. I get it. For stay sure. cool. Get out of those huts.
0: Well, regardless, no matter what, uh, most of the time there's a Florence Coffee Company near you, and it's uh, it's Friday. You can stay up late thanks to our great friends. Get that Lotus drink at uh, at Florence Coffee. Those things you got to be careful though, man. Do so you talking to the king that needs a- to be careful? The, I mean, I I actually haven't had an opportunity to do it. I. Well, cause when I wake up early, I go get a really early morning coffee. I want a hot cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the same way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I haven't tried a Lotus in the morning, but I'm telling you, Don't I, want do the, it. I want the Lotus in the morning Don't because, do it. because <laughs> the Lotus in the afternoon is making me stay up until two in the morning every time. Oh dude, all of
1: us. They're what, good stuff. Though. They're really good stuff. And if I try to drink it in the morning, I get stupid things done at a really high speed. Nothing productive well,
0: sounds ideal For uh, for somebody living The dad life And the coach life
1: Well I don't know Not being productive Is still not being productive No matter <laughs> how true. fast you're going
0: That's true for sure So what's up with football How's it been going
1: It's good man My son so what
0: are you doing? How are you rolling this year you doing, uh, you doing freshman team Again at Sentinel You
1: know what's up so Building be, that foundation Year number call six Calling the plays Calling the plays Helping out on varsity When needed Uh okay. Really, you know, we got our work cut out for us this year. Sentinel, uh, you know, we're looking to to peat so to say. Um, different, different class, different kids, different group. Um, you know, Zach Cruz and that whole that whole conglomerate of young men have moved on and are doing their things as young adults now. And uh, it, that's tough to to replicate duplicate emulate uh so we're back to the ground uh, the grindstone you know there's nothing given in this world we open up we're repeating the last two state title games first game of the season against Billings West in wow, Billings again. so again you know so we we we, we come right out of the can and facing the best of the best of the best they like us had a large graduating class and yeah. lost some some guys well, it, and it, it, some
0: dudes well it's interesting too I saw Gino Leonard today to Big set, G! I yeah, said what's up to him I mean, he was a senior on that sentinel team yes, a couple years ago yes sir and there was huge question marks about sentinel coming into last year because you lost eight guys that went to the division one level i mean yes, that's sir. one of the most i've seen out of the state of montana mm-hmm. but then you had a whole bunch of talent last year too and several division one players on Again, that yeah. uh, roster as well west though is kind of n- the the upstart team in 2020 who was kind of knocking on the door and they actually gave you guys a better game than a lot of people expected. They had a oh. couple D one guys oh, on, yeah. that, on that team, several, but it was last year's team that had the blunt, the grunt of them. Right. I mean, yeah. like, I think six or seven guys that are going to either the Grizz or the cats. Yes, sir. Uh, and then Isaiah Claunch, the quarterback, who's really good. He's going to He's K- very good. He's going to Carroll, but he was an outstanding high school quarterback in the state of Montana. Um, so I'm interested to see, cause it seems like Sentinel's gotten good enough now from a program perspective that you can't just reload. I'm interested to see Billings West this year though, because, uh, West High has a lot to, to replace. I mean, you're talking about one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Clanch best receivers, one of the best receivers in the state and Taco Dowdy. He's Gatorade Player of the Year this year, totally in, in football. Uh, one of the best defensive backfields in the state because of yep. the Dowler twins and Riley Bergeson, who's going to maybe <laughs> who's sick, who's sick, really sick. good, right? Like uh, I think
1: under underserved over the last two years, like oh, for sure, un, like just not doesn't get the notoriety that that young man so well he was deserves. On, he was on the
0: show and. Uh, you could he was one of our senior spotlight subjects and uh, i tell you this folks that there's a reason the kids go into the naval academy on a sharp ride. i mean he is sharp <laughs> as sharp man. yeah now he was like breaking it all down i mean he's talking like a coach you yeah know? that's what that's one of the things that's most impressive to me Th- there is a lot of the downsides to technology and stuff and i do think that no, no matter what no matter who we are we are all on our screens too much i mean it, no doubt for sure but if you're going to be on your screen for a certain amount of time, if you can be productive or educational with it, that's a lot better than being mindless with it, to be certain. Ooh, that looks good. Give me a little of that. You, you like, that? Juice. A yeah. like that? A little pineapple yeah, and passion yeah, fruit. Yeah. There see, you go. See, we're mixing drinks here on Nuanas now. All non-alcoholic, although it is not illegal to drink on the radio. It's only illegal... Seltzer. to uh, Seltzer, sparkling water. To operate the radio machine while drinking. So we're good. As long as Andrew's not drinking, we're good. But we're not drinking anything but this uh, delicious... Uh Ice Anyways, um, I'm just so interested to see how West figures out a way to, to reload. They do they should have one of the best offensive lines in the state, though. They have two division one offensive linemen, one of them's going to Oregon State. They have the best
1: offensive line. Yeah. In high oh, school I bet. football. I mean, Jacob
0: Anderson looked like a D one guy when he was a freshman, and now he's gonna be a senior. I mean, he's an un- unbelievable recruit. I mean, this Dylan Rollins was getting some good off- or some offers, some big time offers for sure. I mean, th- this kid got offered by Baylor. I, I've never heard of a kid in Montana getting offered by Baylor, you know? Big 12, baby. I mean, he got offered by Colorado, Utah, Washington. I mean, these are big-time programs. I mean, it's a big recruit for Oregon State. I mean, if you beat Baylor and Washington, for if you're OSU, that's a big recruit. Totally. And uh, Jacob Anderson was on this show uh, a couple weeks ago, so you can always check that out on uh, the Duana's Now podcast. Rajiv Seabrook joining us yep. here in studio uh, Nuana's now ESPN Radio. I'm Coulter Nuana's coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Looking flying pink, ladies Thanks. and gentlemen, and children of all ages. Thanks, man. Uh, if you want to enter in to win a pizza, you can text me what color you think my shirt is 888 406 888 It could be pink. Maybe it's a little orange, creamsicle salmon. Salmon is where I go. Sure. I mean, you want to know what, though? When guys say their shirt's salmon, it's because it's a guy wearing a, wearing a pink shirt and he doesn't want to admit it. And I have no <laughs> problem wearing a pink shirt. But you I, love wearing next, a pink at shirt At the too. next
1: break, look right there on that couch. I'm putting on let's go. a like powder pink pair of shorts <laughs> and a nice teal shirt. I'm gonna be six foot, 238 pounds, and nothing but coral reef for let's the rest go. of the afternoon. Let's you're go.
0: You're only weighing 238. I'm felt, baby. I'm go, getting it damn. down. I used to be 288. I know, dude. That's you know what big I'm saying. Time. So yeah. you're you're actually at the 50 pound milestone. You you've made it fifty, down fifty.
1: I actually I got I got down. I, 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 I actually put weight back on. My doctor said Damn. you need to put weight back on. I got down at like almost two fifteen. For sure. Um there for a second and my clothes were falling off of me and my doctor's like, I don't care how much you want to lose, you need to put some weight back on, sure. big boy. So now I'm back up to almost two forty, but I'm I'm looking like a good two forty, for sure, not a sloppy two forty. Yeah, and slow, so. you know, you know what's up, not looking bad, pushing what's, fifty.
0: So what's the you're looking great for pushing fifty. What's the uh what's What's the biggest thing You notice Like just difference In your day to day Like it's cause it's, When you lose weight Or you get a little bit More in fit Energy Yeah energy's A ener- really good ener- one. Energy is Sometimes one Sometimes it's like The little things too Just like tying your shoes
1: Or picking up your kid um, Just Just movement Like when sure. I go to move right. I don't feel like I'm pulling three of me Behind me You know Or when I walk sure. I don't feel like Things are about to Pop out the side of my pants You know what I'm saying For sure Yeah man It just feels feels good Not to be bulbous yeah. And swollen <laughs>
0: The the inflammation things crazy, right? Son, stay away from the salts, kids. For sure, man. Yeah, I I have been cutting back on the uh, the flaming uh things like the salts and the and the booze red and, meat. Uh, for sure. I used to
1: be a, I would I I used to eat red meat 7 days a week.
0: Damn. Even like. as even as a a a fish eater? I mean, you're a Catholic.
1: I well, six days, yeah, I
0: six say, days, right? six, a, lot of, a
1: lot of chicken on Fridays.
0: <laughs> I, mean, you're, I was gonna say because you're like, yeah. man, you're famous for your fish fry Fridays. Yeah, I like
1: know? my fish, but uh, no, it's uh, less red meat, man. Less red meat, especially after the age of forty-five. You don't process it as well. It's not good for you know to eat like that anyway. So keep it light, baby. Eat salads and fruits. Uh, so sticking on this note, uh, Rajeev Seabrook in studio hey. with us here uh, on Nuan is
0: Now. Uh, what do you think of the rest of double I, I think it's a very compelling year in A because here's one thing that's been a little bit absent from A since I. This is my fifth summer back in Missoula. Great so Falls. This, this will be my first. Exa- <laughs> great, great Falls. This is exactly it. I, when I move back to Missoula, one of the th- you know the landscape of, of uh, a state changes a lot. Mm-hmm. One thing that's been really prevalent over the last ten years in A football has been uh, the the ascension and and place that the two of the three building schools have taken seniors been at least good and they had a span where they were great they great. were they were the dominant team for, for four years good old hot tub high and west you know they had uh a, a good last run under paul clabo early 2010s mm-hmm. and then a little bit of a dip where they were really bad for a couple years mm-hmm. at rob stanton's first couple years and then they've been rolling since then and i steaming i, I think they've made uh four state championship games since 2017 so like for four, the last six four i, last I six, think six yeah. and so just the one state title, though, but um, I've also, though, been so perplexed by exactly what you just said, the The lack of, of real contender out of the two Great Falls schools. Mm-hmm. Usually one of the two Great Falls high schools at the AA level is a, a contender, if mm-hmm. not a state championship favorite part of that is because CMR... Know, is the greatest modern day program in Montana hands down but that's in the that's becoming more in the rear view it's very similar parallel to the Grizz like at what point is the 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 historic past too far in the past for you to lean on it right I mean mm-hmm. the Grizz are coming up on 13 years without winning a conference title where you know CMR probably 10 years since they haven't won a state title, when they had you know 13 and 35 years under Jack Johnson. it's was like one out of every three years you're winning one. But the, the, the absence of them in the competitive landscape of AA football has been a little strange. But I think they're both going to be better this year. They both have – I mean, two of the best athletes in the state are playing hey, hands quarterback down, at hands those
1: down. Two high schools. Yeah, I like, I like the fact that you and I are on the same page in the same book and we both had Great Falls come out of our mouths. Um, I liken Great Falls to – I'm going to create the parallel to the NFL – whether you're a fan of the following teams or not, right. The NFL is better when teams like Green Bay, right, Dallas, yep. New York, yep. San Francisco For sure. are winning. Yep. High school football is better when 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 Great Falls is winning too. For sure. They just they break up the, the, the polarity of East versus West yep. uh, across the state. Yep. And, yep. I, and I and I love how they're always nasty. They play yep. rats. Yep. They're spoilers. Well, and,
0: and Great Balls kids have always been tough. Always. You know, and and that town, without having a university in it, but being a substantial-sized town, I mean, Great Balls is almost as big as Missoula. Mm-hmm. And they love high school football there. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have good turnouts no matter what because they always are going to support their teams. Totally. But when those teams are really good, then you get some of the... Uh, Auxiliary members of the community coming, and I mean, the Memorial Stadiums get rocking. I remember games when I was in high school. I mean, you have six thousand people there. I mean, it's a good it's venue.
1: It's a good. It's a great venue for sure. Absolutely great venue. And then with with the military presence, for you sure. get two or three studs coming from across right. the country anyway.
0: Well, and that's I think a part of it too. Like the miles from Air, Air Force Base, uh, they they really. I'm not gonna say declined. They consolidated a lot of what they were doing, and sure. there was a lot more. A lot less people living on the base. Truth, it's come back a little bit. A little bit, and so I think that I mean that just in turn brings athletes. I and mean, you're just going to have totally. kids from disciplined families and athletic families when you have the military base right there. That and
1: you know what has also hurt Great Falls is population has just gone down there. They're a just bit, yep. you, uh, people have just not. Great Falls has not been a a place where people are, are wanting to move. Uh, Pre-COVID, during COVID, who knows? If people are scurrying into this state like 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 roaches when you turn the lights on. Um, But we'll see. I think Great Falls is going to have a much improved program at both high schools. um, And and I look forward to having that conversation about those teams uh, being more prominent and and back to uh, where where they've been from the past. What also is interesting,
0: because when power shifts, it has to shift. Always. Uh, You know, Great Falls was sort of the number one football town in Montana Mm -hmm. in the 80s, 90s, and and 2000s. And, uh, you know, Billings has always had competitive teams, but it seems like they really have a hierarchy. Part of it's because Skyview hasn't been any good since Ron Lipsock retired. I mean, they were good when Lipsock I mean, no, I there. mean, as in recently, They're like, they sure. just have right. not been good. And a part of that, you know, is just, the, I mean, it influences where kids are going to school and all that sort of stuff. So, but as power shifts, power has to shift, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Part of why Great Falls hasn't been as good on the statewide football levels because Missoula has gotten a lot better. Truth, there's a lot of continuity at Sentinel. I should say Missoula's gotten a lot better. Sentinel has become good enough to be truly in the mix. Like there was a 20-year span where Big Sky was the football-playing school in Missoula, and the best Big Sky teams would be good. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was probably on the best Big Sky team in the last 20 years in 2004. We went to the state semifinals. Yeah. We went seven and three. Levi Janikaro's team is yep. the other one that was really good here the last couple of years ago. They went to the state semis as well. But that was the the ceiling, right? Like when we yeah. when we were a Missoula team that like won a playoff game, that was like a huge, that was huge. deal, right? Yeah. And then I remember when Sentinel won two playoff games for the first time, and it was like, man. It was Let's like a go. landmark moment. I mean, that was like the first time that had happened in my life in Missoula,
2: mm-hmm.
0: dating back to when we moved here in 93. So part of that, and now Sentinel being the two-time state champions, that's part of the shift too, Right. You've also seen a shift in in Kalispell. Flathead was a dominant football power because they didn't have any other school. They had no other school. It's a 2,500-kid high school, so they had, like... Talent pool is deep. Deep. And then when Glacier comes in, then Flathead hasn't been hardly any good since then. And Glacier's been... Pretty solid. So um, any other thoughts on, on double a though? I think that Capital will probably pretty, be pretty good. Helena
1: teams are always going to be good. I'm
0: so interested in Helena because in Helena high capital has an established coach in Calum. Totally. He's really good coach. They have some really good players this year. I mean, Taylor Marsh is the first stud. Uh, in-state commit, uh, stud. Going, going to Montana. He's really good stud. And, uh, but hell on high, they lose a lot. Caden Hewitt coming to the Grizzlies, Marcus Evans loss. coming to the Grizzlies, Chase McGurran coming to the Grizzlies, yep. but also Scott Evans retiring.
1: Huge they shift to culture. I mean,
0: even though Tony, when Tony Arson retired there after uh, 20, 25 plus years, the continuity was still there because Scott Evans had been his assistant for 20 years. Now I'm so interested. I mean, their coach now I can't remember his name, but I think he's like my age. He's like 35 years old. So there's, there's that's the other interesting storyline in Double A, right? Is some of the fresh blood. I mean, Ryan Nelson over at Hellgate. He can't be more than 30, right? Oh, and, baby face, and baby the face new Nelson. New Kai coach is a young guy too. So that's a uh, that's a that's a good
1: uh, a good storyline in Double A. Changes well. in the air, man. Changes in the air. Bozeman is another one that interests me with the. Addition of the Belgrade High School and now the new Bozeman High School. Well, used, you know, Bozeman High, the Hawks used to have dominance in everything. Right. Talk about watering down as a titration. For so,
0: sure. I, I'm so interested to see how Gallatin uh, takes off because he, here's the dynamic that's happening in Bozeman. There's a lot of people listening to this show, Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, uh, here in Missoula, that uh, complain about the open enrollment thing. And I know it's something in, in Missoula. I know it's something <laughs> you guys talk about and, and get talked to about a lot a set, lot. Like, it is what it is. It's one of those things that I'm kind of just like, hey, it is what it is. And, and only a few administrators at the statewide and, and county levels can have any say in this. So we just live in a world where it is what it is. So you just got to, you know, if, if there's whatever, there's a lot of different things going on, but it is what it is. So that's just what the rules are. That's what people are doing in Missoula. But, you know, I'm just I think it's so interesting what's going to happen in Bozeman. Because not only is it just directly, just boom, you have from one AA school to three AA schools. Because Belgrade is only six miles from Bozeman. Truth. So that that's one factor easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Secondly, though, there's very few people. If you're in the district, Bozeman does not have open enrollment. If you're in the district where you're going to go to Bozeman High, that's a. That, I guess that's a, a a part of town that's not growing nearly as fast because of the, for families. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're a family moving to the Gallatin Valley. To be able to afford to live there, you're likely going to live in Belgrade or out towards Gallatin Gateway, Four Corners mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. All those kids are going to be districted not into Bozeman High. So I'm so interested to see what that social dynamic does. Right, the kids who are going to be going to Bozeman High, let's just say how it is. They're going to be very affluent families because if you're living in that, moving to that district, you're buying a, a you know a nine hundred thousand dollar house. You know, yeah. Compared to building out in Gallatin Gateway, maybe you're having a little bit more rural kid. I mean, there's a lot of socioeconomic dynamics there. I'm so interested to see what Bozeman High's got, because you can talk about football, basketball, whatever. Bozeman High's had some good teams in those. Yes. But Bozeman High has flat out, utterly dominated the sports that have to do with either numbers or affluence for the last 15 years. Agreed. I mean, they've won like nine girls golf championships in a row. You know, I mean, they are dominant in tennis. Their cross-country teams were were the dynasties of all time in Montana High School. They they basically had a 12-year run where they didn't win a state championship one time on each side, you know? So I'm so interested to see how those
1: sports are impacted. Well, it's like Peter Sellers said in the famous Pink Panther movie, Netanyahu, it's going down, folks.
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess we kind of just went around the state there, so uh, might as well give everybody some love. I think that in Missoula, The the biggest storyline in Class AA football is... uh can Sentinel, Can keep, Sentinel, keep go rolling. again? But also, what's Hellgate got with a brand new head coach
1: who has a proven who has a proven history? Well, and,
0: and the other thing is, and this is an underrated storyline for Missoula Big Sky. And I know that you know I do have a little bit of bias for Big Sky because not only did I go there, but, but Mac, Matt Johnson is one of my favorite. He's fans. a good I mean, dude. He's a good Matt, dude. I mean, Matt Johnson, he's just like you've been with some of these Sentinel kids. Like he was my freshman coach. Then he was my linebackers coach on yeah. varsity. Like he's my dude. You know, like I talk to him always. For my whole life so uh but the thing about coach johnson is he always gets his teams to play tough and to play hard mm-hmm. and that's why we've seen with big sky they've had a couple good teams in the last couple years they've had also a couple teams that had poor records but that were pretty competitive big sky for me it's always about how they start if they can get off to a start where they get a couple two if they start two and two or two and one mm-hmm then the kids start to believe that the toughness style that they're going to play, because they're going to be in every game. It's so hard for them sometimes because they lose these heartbreakers, yeah. and it puts you kind of behind the eight ball. So mm-hmm. I actually think the the storylines in, in Missoula are very good. Kalispell, I think that you know Glacier's always going to have a, a cycle of teams. Gray Bennett does a great job running the Excellent program. job. So there's actually not a lot of interest up there because it's kind of just consistent. It's just solid. Uh, Cole Taylor at Great Falls CMR, Reed Harris at Great Falls High. Those are, the, in my personal opinion, the two best pure athletes in the state. So how much can those guys carry their teams? That's the biggest storyline out of the Electric City. Helena, I think Capital's going to be one of the most talented teams in the state. Agreed. Helena High, brand-new head coach and a really Re- good senior rebuild, class Rebuild, sure. year. How do you do it? Billings, uh, can West keep it rolling? Can senior, you know, stay right at competitive? Can Can Skyview get better? That's kind of where we're at. But the last one then is what do we think of Butte?
1: You know what? Like,
0: that's that's funny that we're ending with Butte. To me... Because Butte had 32 seniors last year, which is an amazing
1: deal. And had several guys that are going to go play at the Division I level. So they had good players, too. Well, what I, what scares me about losing that many guys is the amount of guys that are behind them that were ready. For sure. So even though you lose that many, the ones that have been waiting in the wings... I've been chomping at the bit. And to have that class, some of those kids didn't haven't sniffed the field in two years, but they're athletes. They're dogs. No pun intended. Well, for sure. And uh Butte to, to me I not that I hate Butte. I don't want anyone to keep my car, but I hate Butte because they you never know what you're gonna get, oh, man. For sure, man. You're always gonna get a good game, don't get me wrong, but it's just regardless of the year, it's just like, man, they're the team I never wanna play. For sure, man, especially if you gotta go there. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, it's it's a that's great a, great, that's a great great venue. Like. I mean,
0: those people are they bring it, man. I mean, Wee. they tailgate they it like it's a Grizz game. They man. do,
1: man. Those they they, they they support their boys. They support their program.
0: And, and we, you know, we could argue till we're blue in the face about
1: I turn purple
0: <laughs> about uh, if like star guys at the next level influence towns, but there's no question that Tommy Molotz star has influenced the town of Butte. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's one of Butte's favorite sons. I guarantee they're going to have a lot of guys out for football this year again because oh. t- Tommy Touchdown is kind of just leading
1: the way for the finest right now. Oh, yeah. When you have some guy do that and you're watching him play late into the fall, early winters on a Saturday, people want to play. Like, that's just that it, it, you, you play up to try to reach that level.
0: We didn't get to any of the Big guys conference. Or NFL stuff. But we will. So we're going to keep on rolling on some football, but we're going to take a step outside of football for one minute. Senior Spotlight coming up next. One of the best girls' soccer players in the state of Montana, Andrew Houghton, has got the interview for us. Keep it right here. Senior Spotlight next on Nu-on is Now, ESPN Radio. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players. We know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
1: One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio.
0: I was way too young when I heard that song for the first time. What a good movie, though. And happy Friday. I had to play some Friday for you here on your Friday. You, you missed the tune. I know you had to run out for just a second, but we were listening to some Ice Cube Friday, man.
1: Are you a, are you a Friday guy? The now, listen. I know you don't... I know this. <laughs> but we're going to talk football today, Colton. I love it, dude. Uh, What'd you get fired for? Stealing cardboard. <laughs> we you trying to build a clubhouse.
0: <laughs> Do it's, I
1: like Friday? I can quote the whole movie. It's so
0: funny because... Uh, I saw Friday when I was young, probably like 11. Like mm-hmm. I was probably way too young to be watching. But I had way older cousins, and we were watching. And it was so <laughs> funny. But then Chris, Chris Tucker was a little bit famous after Friday, but then he blew all the way up with Rush Hour and the Jackie Chan movies. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But to me, Smokey is way funnier than Chris Tucker in those Any Rush those, Hour movies.
1: He's Smokey in every movie a smoke dog, man. It's such an iconic oh, art man. for sure. It's lo- so funny. I love
0: Friday. Go check that movie out if you want to uh, have a good time. But uh, probably, a, I don't know, is that a PG-13 movie? Is that an R-rated movie? I'm not
1: letting my 13-year-old yeah, right. watch that.
0: Might <laughs> start doing things I don't need him to be doing. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Friday Pie Day presented by Front Street Pizza. Coming up here in just a little while. Our Senior Spotlight continues. It's brought to you by McElmurray Homes. Bland McElmurray and McElmurray Homes, the best custom home builders in the state of Montana. They'll see through a project from start to finish. They use quality goods, and they're also fierce supporters of youth athletics around the state of Montana. Our Andrew Houghton caught up with a future Montana Grizzlies soccer player, one of the best in the state of Montana.
2: And joining me now as we continue our Senior Spotlight Series here on Nuwana's Now, billing Senior Alum and future Montana Grizzlies soccer player, Eliza Bentler. Eliza, thank you so much for uh, joining me today.
3: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
2: I said future Montana Grizzlies soccer player, but that's going to quickly become a reality. How's your summer been, and what are you up to right now?
3: It's been so exciting, really just a dream come true. Me and Ashlyn, actually, when we were younger, we toured. When we were in sixth grade, I think from there we both knew we wanted to go here. I've always loved Missoula. I have two older siblings who go here. And being here is so surreal, and it's just been so much fun. And I've fallen in love with the city and the team, and I'm just so excited to get started with preseason.
2: I talked to head coach Chris Chidovitsky the other day, but it seems like preseason camp is right around the corner. Just what are you looking forward to for that getting started?
3: Um, I'm definitely excited to get out there with the team and with the coaches Um, Chris is an awesome coach and so is Ashley and just to get out there with everybody and show what I can do and just be a part of the team
2: yeah and you talked about you know wanting to go to Montana for a long long time what was it like when they started recruiting you I mean when did they start talking to you and what, what was that like when they first reached out to you
3: I definitely was trying to go to Montana. I was reaching out to them a bit and coming from Montana where sometimes soccer isn't at the highest level, I knew I had to get on guest player teams. So I played on a bunch of different teams and then I started as a discovery player for an ECNL team, Northwest Elite. And that's kind of what I feel got him to take me a little more seriously because know was definitely very competitive, high level. And so when they were reaching out to me, I was getting super excited, just ready to come here and be on the team.
2: <laughs> Talk to me a little bit more about just that sort of environment, getting recruited in Montana, playing soccer in Montana, because it's something that's growing a lot, but it's still not to the level of a lot of other states. So what was that like as you were coming up?
3: Um, I definitely knew that I had to get a higher level of competition. And so I, like, as I said, I played on a lot of different teams and I came out here for an ID camp. Um, I just finished my track and club season. So I was in pretty good shape and ready to show Chris and the other coaches what I can do and what I can bring to the team. And from there, Uh, I think it was a week later after that ID camp is when I verbally committed where things started like really getting serious. I was talking with Chris on the phone and it all just happened really quickly from there.
2: Sure, that's awesome. Aside from being a great soccer player, you were also a really good middle distance runner and it sounds like a really good skier too. So uh, how did doing all those other things help with your soccer career and what was it like trying to handle all that?
3: Yeah, um, I uh, wanted to do track along with soccer because I knew, like, being athletic and soccer is definitely such a big part, you know, running and having good endurance. And I was just in, like, the best shape of my life and ready to come and be a part of something bigger. And so track really helped me because I was going right from track running workouts straight to soccer practice. And it was hard. And I had to do a lot of recovery things, but I know that it was definitely worth it because... It showed
2: on the field that I was in really good shape and ready to play a full 90 minutes of hard soccer. It's Eliza Bentler, Billings Senior uh, alumni now and future Montana Grizzly soccer player joining us for the Senior Spotlight. Eliza, looking back on your high school career and, and we talked about you know going outside to play club soccer, but what will you remember from your high school career there at Billings Senior? Um,
3: I loved playing at Billings Senior. Even though we might not have been the best team in the state, it definitely gave me a chance to be a leader on the team and for us to work towards something that – towards, towards wins because we – as a Title I school, sure, we didn't have a ton of girls who were, like, going out and playing clubs like some other schools had, but it was a great chance for me to step up and lead a team that maybe wasn't the most experienced. And having a one of the only female – one of the only female um coach, some of the coach staff in the state. It was great to have Steph Wagner as a coach and to work with that team and to work our way up. Even if we didn't get all the wins. I still had a great time with at senior.
2: Sure, and going to Montana with a good friend of yours, also from Billings, Billings West, goalkeeper Ashlyn Dvorak. Mm-hmm. What's that like? I mean, did you guys talk to each other a lot when you were getting recruited, talk to each other a lot about your future plans, and, and what's it like now to be continuing re- your career with her?
3: Um, I wouldn't say, I guess we definitely talked about it, not a ton, whole, whole ton because Ashlyn um, committed a lot earlier than I did. And I was so proud of her when she did. It was, I knew it was always something that she wanted. And once that happened for her, I was like, wow, this is, like, really all happening. And I, she re- she committed in around October and I committed in July. So once I was here for visits, I remember I was here on my official visit. And she called me and she's like, are you on your visit in Montana? And it was super exciting to just talk with her and, um, like just, she was super excited for me, and it was so fun to have her as like a support, and it was just so fun for
2: both of us. Yeah, that's awesome. What are you excited about? You know, joining the program. I mean, you mentioned it's something you wanted to do for a long time, but Montana's a program that's had a lot of success, especially recently under Chris Chidovitsky. What was it about that that drew you to the program? And are you, are you excited to be going in the program? I mean, there's going to be a lot of expectations, but it's a program that's had a lot of success.
3: I'm very excited to join this program. Watching this last season just got me even more excited to just be here. You know, I watched a lot of girls, like, I played with Skylie Thompson on ODP, so just watching her here and watching her success, it got me excited because obviously she's another girl from Montana, you know, that it really can happen for us. And Chris is an awesome coach that just the positivity from the team is really just amazing to see how everyone is so supportive and how so su- how supportive and ready the coaches are to be there for us and coach a winning team.
2: Well, that's awesome. It's Eliza Bentler, late of Billings, senior, now a member of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team getting prepared to start her first preseason camp with the Grizz in just a week or two. Eliza, Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today, and and good luck with your career.
3: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It's great to talk to you.
0: Great interview. These kids are so impressive. And thanks to Andrew, Andrew Houghton, producer here at ESPN Missoula, for that great Senior Spotlight interview. It's presented by McElmurray Homes. McElmurray Homes, the best custom home builders in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana, as well as Fierce supporters of high school athletics. Let's learn something. Flash from the past. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Oh!
1: It's Nuane's Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Who was better? In college. Warren Moon or Mark Brunel? That's what I just asked, Raji. He's got the uh, 1999 NFL record book. This is courtesy of the late Ken Stanager, who's a prominent NFL agent from Missoula, Missoula Sentinel grad, uh, who passed away much too young uh, a handful of years ago. Um, his wife, Mary, who's a... Uh, Close friend of mine, they were my neighbors growing up. She dropped off a bunch of these old school uh, NFL record books from like the late 90s, so early 2000s. Cool. And so the first page you turned to, you said, Oh, Mark Brunel, there's a good one. The lethal left you. So then I was asking you, But it, who do you think, people? It takes a listener of a, a certain age to have a real opinion about this. But uh, Warren Moon went on to be a, a, you know, borderline Hall of Fame level quarterback in the NFL. Good player in college for sure. Mark Brunel was a great player in college, won a national championship at Washington. Then went on to become a good player in the NFL. Was, uh, you know, a solid quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars during their early years as a franchise. But what do you people think? Triple eight one zero two nine. Any opinions? There's not a right answer here. It'll get you entered though to win a free pizza pie from Front Street Pizza 406 888 one zero two nine. That's Triple eight one zero two nine. I pulled out that book though because I was hoping you would react exactly like you did when you first saw it. (laughs) The cover... I loved it. For those watching on TV, the cover is of Terrell Davis, who was an outstanding all-pro running back for the Denver Broncos during their Super Bowl years of the late 1990s. Amazing run. And uh, it's so interesting to think about. Terrell Davis just as a sort of litmus test for legacy. Mm -hmm. Because Terrell Davis at his absolute peak, was the most productive running back in the NFL. I mean, he's on the cover of this 99 record book. Why? Because he was good. 392 carries for 2,008 yards and 21 touchdowns. My goodness. I bet you, I don't know, Andrew, maybe you can look this up for us. What's the NFL record for carries in a season? Because if it's not 392, I bet you it's not very much more than that. I don't know. If That's a lot of. I don't know if carries. there's ever been a 400 carry season in the NFL. If there has, it's been a very few number. But also, there's only been a handful of 2,000 yard seasons. I think when this happened, he and Barry Sanders each rushed for 2,000 yards. Yes, and those were two of four ever. Andrew, uh, how many? What's the NFL record for carries in a year? Four sixteen. By who? I mean, let me, hold on. Let me guess. Uh, Larry Johnson, Adrian Peterson. It's either Larry Johnson or Priest Holmes. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Oh, 2006. Boy. This guy, love me this some Larry guy. Johnson. Dude. Larry Johnson is is the athlete that I am like overly that I overly overrate and uh, am overly obsessed with. I love Larry Johnson. Here's why I love him. One, love Penn State when I was a kid. Two, he was the best player ever on NCAA 2003 when I was like a junior in high school, when I was like playing it the most and I could be Penn State and be him so I just love. I mean, Andrew knows we have a Larry Johnson framed autograph in our basement because I just love Larry Johnson. It's probably worth like forty bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's not some crazy memorabilia. I just let me borrow thirty-five if it's worth forty. <laughs> I love. I just love Larry Johnson. That brings me back to this point about Troll Davis, though. The year before this, this the year that this book is commemorating, and the year after this, yeah, he one of the greatest runs in NFL history. I mean, I think he rushed yeah. for almost six thousand yards in that three-year span. He finished his career with not many more than that. I mean, I, he, I don't think he. I, I, don't, a, I don't.
1: I don't. I think he maybe got just under eight thousand yards. Which, for me, I want to say it's probably like seven thousand seven hundred and something. Um, just off the top of my head, I don't know why my my spectrumy brain is wanting to do that right now, <laughs> but I, I I would say it's well under eight
0: thousand. Look at you, dude, seventy six hundred and seven. That's exactly Ooh, yeah! right. I, dude, want <laughs> I want the free pizza. See, I want the free pizza. Terrell Davis. Uh, 96, 1,538 yards, 13 tuds. 1997, 1,750 yards, 15 tuds. 1998, 2008 yards, 21 touchdowns. That's the third most rushing yards in NFL history. That's a lot. uh, In a single season. And then, predictably, and this is sort of before people wanted to acknowledge the reality of the situation. NFL teams now know... If you give a guy 392 carries, you're probably trying to shorten his career. Like, that's not going to be that sustainable. But his carry numbers were 345, 369, 392. No surprise then that he fully fell off. Only played four games the next year, only 67 carries. Played four games the year after that, only 78 carries. Played eight games in 2001, rushed for 701 yards and zero touchdowns, and then retired is now sitting in the booth with that million dollar smile. So, but this is to it's a the reason he's a litmus test though for rushing yard or not for rushing yards for uh just greatness in general. Yeah. Running backs and otherwise. Yeah. Is that I I, I think that there's probably I I bet you that there's 20 plus running backs that have more career rushing yards than Terrell Davis that weren't as good as Terrell Davis. Mm-mm. But then maybe are somehow remembered better or, or remembered as well uh, because he just didn't have a longevity. So it's, it's sort of the argument between transcendence being unbelievably good for a short period of time and longevity. Obviously, like the, the Kobe Bryants and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the world that are elite and have longevity that's why they're some of the greatest players to ever play in their respective sports right but where do you fall with the the,
1: sort of the difference between longevity and transcendence i'm a longevity kind of guy man because sometimes you you get that once in a while transcendence but it's such a flash in the pan and to me the litmus test for an athlete is part of it is being durable how well are you taking care of your body to keep going so when i look at you know even though he's well long in the tooth adrian peterson like, sure. physical specimen, For sure. Art, Art Monk, Jerry Rice. Like, these guys that just played well beyond their peak years and then just, you know, helps elongate their lore. So here's a, This is actually a good uh, debate here, though, because
0: here's the all-time leading rushers in NFL history in order. I'm just going to rattle through all the guys that are uh, indisputably significantly better than Terrell Davis. It's Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton. Yes. Frank Gore, though? I mean, Frank Gore's a good player, but that's a great argument. Terrell Davis's peak was better than Frank Gore has ever been. Yet Frank Gore is the third leading rusher in NFL history. And I'll knock you out in the boxing ring, son. But then you go to Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, Curtis Martin's another one. Curtis Martin, Curtis Ma- dude, Curtis, Curtis Ma- Martin's good. Better than Terrell Davis. He is for sure. But he's not. He's not that much better. Even though he had twice as many rushing yards. You I know just want saying? to hear the
1: old, Curtis, my favorite, Martian Martin. <laughs>
0: Ladanian Thomas, Jerome Bettis, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edgeran James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, Thurman Thomas, all better. All 10 than, times than, better. Than Troll Davis for sure. So you only have two real debates in that top, uh, I guess, 16. Troll Davis and Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor's underrated guy, but I, I don't know, Pete Trill Davis is, is that's a pretty, that's a coin flip with Fred Taylor. There, there's, there's, there's your push. Steven Jackson, I mean, that's kind I'll say Terrell Davis. John Riggins for the Redskins is really good. And he was I'll like, say Grigo. Uh,
1: oh, 44. Corey
0: Dillon and Terrell Davis is an interesting one too, right? Oh, I... Ooh, that's a push for me. OJ Simpson is way better. OJ, much better. LaShawn McCoy, I'd say better. Better. Work Dunn. Push. <laughs> different kind of back. Different back. Number Ricky, 28. W- Ricky Waters. Uh, yeah, i take Terrell Davis jo- over Ricky Jamala Waters. Jamal Lewis. I'll take Jamal Lewis. He was a beast. Jamal Lewis was a beast. Uh, another guy, though. Just that, rugged. I love his it, ruggedness. It's funny. There's there's like this early 2000s era where NFL front offices were like in denial of running backs' loads and what it was going to do for them, their workloads. Because mm-hmm. you had Terrell Davis. You had Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, the two, two Chiefs running backs, Jamal Lewis, Ricky Williams. Like Those oh, yeah. dudes were all getting 350 carries plus. On the reg. And it's not a coincidence that... They all were like, oh, "I'm done. I'm good. I'm like good. I don't want to do this anymore." I I mean, Lewis I'm going to walk. 60. Is like,
1: Jamal Lewis is, he didn't get out soon enough. He is like in bad shape, and it's really sad. He to me became that generation's Earl Campbell for sure, man. Just this battering ram, physical specimen, and then just too much, too, too soon. But and and can't walk, can't
0: move. It's true, and. So many of the big running backs, and that's why I worry about Derrick Henry. I know he's a a beast among beasts. I mean, he is a he is a Chris Carson who just retired this week for sure, man. I worry about the big backs and the beatings Mm -hmm. they take, and and that's why to me, uh, other than Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, and Adrian Peterson are the greatest running backs of all time because they are the big guys who take the beating and then also somehow figure out how to play for fourteen or fifteen seasons. That's right? right. Who are you taking though? Who, is Barry Sanders your your number one? Or who's your number one running back? Is it or is it Walter Payton? Or is it Adrian Peterson? Where are we at?
1: If I had to start a team right now yeah. with a running back, yeah. I go Marshall Falk.
0: Marshall Falk? Well, in this day and age, in this NFL, for sure. In, I mean, if I for just sure. straight up had for to sure. pick
1: one dude. For sure. I he him, guys like Marcus Allen, guys that can run, catch, and throw. We uh First of all, we
0: haven't done anything that we told you we were going that's, that's to do. Welcome to Fridays. Is, that's what makes this show so fun. Uh, we're going to keep talking uh, NFL for sure, but we're going to get out and uh, we'll come back. And it's about 15 minutes away from your opportunity to win a free pizza. How Give good it are to we? Me. How great are we around here? Just giving <laughs> you free stuff. Keep it right here. Nuana's now. ESPN Radio.